Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Vacations are a chance to make a clean, if temporary, break from reality. From the day to day, wherever you go, there you are. And whatever that is, you can be a completely different person than who you usually are. Not much of a drinker or someone who runs five miles a day? Well, on vacation, you can lay out by the pool drinking umbrella drinks all day. Or are you the kind of person who isn't a risk taker, who acts extremely careful in your regular wholesome milk toast life? Well, then a trip to an exotic locale provides just the opportunity to act completely wild. For inside many regular, sedate folks is an extreme sports maniac aching to break free, to spend a few hundred dollars on a moment of unreal adrenaline and flirting with oblivion. Hi, I'm Andy Tate, and this is Welcome to Paradise, It Sucks. On this podcast, we relate stories about vacation mishaps. This week's episode is packed with tales about blood-pumping, death-defying acts undertaken during vacations, and because of the nature of this show, I can guarantee that they all end in disaster and embarrassment, or at least far from what the individual expected when they forked over their fun money to a slightly untrustworthy entrepreneur with access to a small airplane, bungee cord, or zipline rig. Such stories can go one of two ways, death or something out of a cartoon. Today's stories lean toward the latter, but also a third thing, barely avoiding death while living out a nightmarish cartoon-like scenario. So then both. So here we go, strap in, make sure your helmet is fastened securely, and jump with both feet into Welcome to Paradise It Sucks episode 15, an extremely fun thing you should never do again and almost couldn't because it almost killed you. First up in our trifecta of vacation-based extreme sports mishap stories, Emily. During a trip to the Midwest not too long ago, she went skydiving. Not to spoil the story, but she did live to tell the tale. I mean, obviously, because she's on the show. 
But still, she and us came quite close to this story being lost to time and death. I'd wanted to skydive basically forever, but never really had the opportunity to do it or ever got the chance or put aside the money or time to do it. So when I went to Illinois with my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, I got the chance. We live in New York. We went to his hometown so we could tell his parents we'd gotten engaged. As a little present, he bought me a skydiving package. It was really sweet, very cute, also very cheesy because he gave me the coupon in a card and he wrote, thanks for taking the plunge with me. I know. He didn't want to go skydiving. Absolutely not his thing, and that's totally fine. I got to do a thing I'd always wanted to do, and I'd get to skip hanging out with his parents for the day. Great. So I drove out to this tiny little airport out in the country in Illinois. It's where the skydiving company operated. Took a two-hour class or something about the safety basics and signed the waivers, and I was good to go. Me and three other skydivers got on with three instructors and the pilot, and off we went. It was my first time skydiving, so out of safety law and fear, I had to do one of those tandem jumps where you're intimately strapped to a stranger at every possible point of contact during one of the most terrifying moments of your life. You really connect to someone that way. Anyway, what they don't really tell you is that when you open the chute or your instructor and co-jumper does actually, the air catches it and you zoom back up in the air in such a jerky and sudden way that it hurts. You can actually black out from the whiplash of it all, which is exactly what happened. So this means I'm completely conked out. My body absolutely noped out during the supposedly bucket list and very expensive adventure. That kind of sucked. I wanted to enjoy every minute of this and my brain and body wouldn't allow it. I couldn't have been out too long because when I woke up, I wasn't on the ground, dead or alive. I woke up and after a very short period of time, I remembered who I was and where I was and I was plummeting through the sky. Apparently, I hadn't slept through my sudden and impending death. The whiplash makes you black out because it's so painful. I'm of a slight build and a weak constitution, so that's definitely what happened to me. My back, my neck, my legs, my feet, everything hurts so much. Just a strong ache so bad that I couldn't move or even speak, let alone scream at my tandem jumper, which I need to do because he was having a hard time. Yeah, the chute had come out, but it wasn't functioning correctly. Hey, little lady, I'm going to cut off the main chute and go with our backup, okay? I assume that's what he said. He'd previously been kind of sexist and patronizing, and all I could hear over the high winds was, Hey, little lady, and then interpreted what he said from context over what happened next. I squeaked out some kind of acknowledgement. I closed my eyes as we descended fast at first and then slower and slower as the backup chute did its job and safely floated us down into a field. I just lay there in pain. My tandem jumper wept. That night, I got very, very drunk. The next morning, I woke up more sore than I've ever been and more hungover than I've ever been. But I was alive. And I think now that I've skydived, I like being a person who has skydived more than I like skydiving. I can't imagine I'll do it ever again. I did it. It was alarming and stressful. Experience gained. Thanks, Emily. I'm glad you lived. Next up is Barry. Barry is a big guy, or at least he was when this story took place. He isn't anymore, having lost some pounds as a direct response to the beats of his Jamaican ziplining story. First of all, I feel like this whole story needs some context. I'll start it like this. 
I was in great shape. I used to be very fit. I ran marathons. I was really physical. I was ripped, basically. I ate a lot, but I was ripped. Then I got a little older. I uh, had a kid. My exercise routine sort of tapered off, and I, I got a desk job. But, you know, my body was used to eating 4,500 calories a day, so I kept doing that. You know, yeah, I put on a lot of weight because I stopped all the physical activity, but I, I don't know. I didn't think about it as much. I tried not to focus on it. I didn't want it to be a negative in my life. But anyway, here's the story. So my wife and I go on vacation at this Jamaican resort. So one of the activities that, you know, I always wanted to do was a zip line. I had to do the zip line. They basically take you to this little jungle clearing and you go like 250 feet up, like high up in a tree and you go all the way down to this other platform and you're crossing over treetops in this like gorgeous lake. And before you land, you like get to the lake and it was beautiful and looked really fun and it was so awesome. And I purposely watched like all these zip line videos before I left on the vacation because I wanted to know about it. So I was very much looking forward to it. So we sign up and I just, I let my wife go first. And she's just like, yeah, this rules, woo, the whole time. She's loving it. I'm filming her. She lets her feet dangle down into that water I was telling you about at the end, that little lake thing. And then they just send the rigging back up. And she's just elated. And, and I'm excited because it's my turn. So they fit me into the rig. And it was weird. Like the last minute, the attendant kind of awkwardly... Uh, asks me after like lots of, you know, hemming and hawing and small euphemisms about my weight. He's like, quick question. Uh, are you actually under 300 pounds? Right. Are you under 300 pounds? Yes. He asks. And I said, yeah, sure. You know, whatever. Not thinking about it. No way I'm missing this opportunity. He says, okay, good. He's like a kid. He's like 18 years old. He's probably younger. He's like 17, 16 years old. And then he basically he lays it out like this. He says, look, sometimes if someone's a little too heavy for the standard rigging, it doesn't go quite right. And it can actually be a little dangerous. As long as you're sure, uh, we're okay with it. Are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm fine. So basically he had given me another out at that point. I purposely ignored it. I was over 300 for the past like four or five months. I was aware of that. This is kind of a wake up call because that was pretty embarrassing. I realized I was going to have to lose some weight once we got back home because I was embarrassed. There were like 30 people on the zip line waiting to go, just kind of giggling under their breath. Uh, first of all, it didn't work. The zip line just like, it got kind of going. And you know, I said my wife's trip was like speedy, fast. She zipped down it. My wife was going, woo, the whole time. My trip went very uh, slowly. I had too much weight on the zip line for it to go too quickly. So it just sort of pulled down and I was like inching along. I couldn't wait for it to be over. And then I saw that little lake at the end and I was like, oh, it's almost over, you know? And of course that's when the little zipline wheel thing stopped moving completely. So I'm not in motion at all. I'm just hanging there. So I just kind of dipped into the water a little bit. It was like my feet, my ankles, my legs. But then like I dropped more and more into it and I was nipples deep. Oh, and guess what? There's leeches in this little lake thing. And I just could feel these weird little like slimy things biting on me and attaching to me and sucking on me. And at that point I started to hear some screams behind me and I didn't realize the line was starting to fray. God, this is such a bad story. Luckily it was down to the ground when this happened because the line snapped. And I just completely fell into that disgusting little lake. And I had to like swim out to the other side. I had trouble getting out. My wife was there waiting with like a towel, at least. Basically, I had to go to the infirmary after that and they had to take the leeches off of my legs. <laughs> the last indignity of this whole thing was that I'm getting out of the lake and I'm onto the shore and a coconut, like a solid green coconut, 
which felt like a bowling ball just fell out of a tree and bonked me right on the head. I, I know, right? It sounds like a cartoon. Like, if it was a bigger coconut, I think I probably would have been knocked out on top of all this, but it was just unreal, man. The good news is I came home, I started shedding weight. The ironic thing is that I was able to do that by drinking a ton of coconut water. So <laughs> if you ever go on a zip line, don't lie about your weight. Thanks, Barry. That was how you say nuts. See what I did there? I want to take a second to tell you guys about America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. This is because they are one of the main sources of food in our house. My wife and I love HelloFresh because we get to skip the trips to the grocery store and cooking is easier than ever. Plus, it's fun and affordable. We've saved a lot of money not having to buy everything at the grocery store and cut back on our food waste. But let's talk variety. It's the key to dinnertime success. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their toes with 40 chef-crafted recipes to select from every single week. From family-friendly to fit and wholesome, you'll always find new and exciting recipes to try and love. We also save a ton of time with HelloFresh because all we need is 15 minutes and we're enjoying a tasty, satisfying homemade meal in our own kitchen. You'll love their quick and easy dinner options, plus quick breakfasts and lunches too, with all the fresh ingredients shipped right to your door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50andrew and use the code 50andrew for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash 50andrew and use that code 50andrew for 50% off plus free shipping. Now back to the show. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Our third and final story comes from Michaela. We've covered skydiving and ziplining already, so of course this is going to be a story about a very bad day revolving around some very bad bungee jumping memories. A repellent story about repelling. The mic is yours, Michaela. There's no way I ever said something like, oh, I want to go bungee jumping, or oh, that looks fun, if we saw it on TV. I never did, because I never wanted to. I wasn't against the idea of bungee jumping. It had just literally never occurred to me as something I could do or which would be fun. Probably because I've got a pretty bad fear of heights. But my boyfriend, who I dated through college and then a couple years after, he loved all that stuff. He went skydiving a couple times, loved watching the X Games on TV, all that extreme sports type stuff that was popular at the time. This was the early 2000s. He legit thought I liked crazy stuff. Maybe I laughed at one of the Jackass movies that we watched together. Anyways, definitely his thing, definitely not my thing. And then he took me bungee jumping. He knew I had a fear of heights and then I definitely am not the kind of person who likes to feel like they're dying. So this is like the spring of 2004 and we've both got some time off work. So we decide to go like on a three day road trip from San Francisco down to Indio for Coachella. The Cure was playing, so I had to go. Also, do people who love The Cure ever like bungee jumping? No, they don't. Nevertheless, 
after a half day on the road and it's really nice and pleasant, my boyfriend announces, I've got a surprise for you. He suddenly turns off the freeway and takes some long winding side road. I joke nervously about how I think he's gonna murder me, but it was actually sort of creepy. And if you think about it, he actually did almost murder me. So that's neat. We drive on for like an hour. The mood slowly declines. My boyfriend just keeps grinning, so proud of himself for this big surprise. He won't give me any hints. It's playful like, but I'm starting to freak out. I'm on the verge of tears actually by the time he comes across this bridge really high up, stretching over the river. It's gorgeous, but like I said, I've got a fear of heights, so I wasn't feeling it. I held my breath, as I usually do when I go over bridges. Instead, he pulls over, and there's a guy standing there with all this equipment, bags of stuff, helmets, lots of metallic-type stuff, and he's unfurling and unwinding what is obviously a bungee cord. Surprise, my boyfriend shouts. We're going bungee jumping. Bucket list item crossed off. Maybe for him, I said. Actually, I just thought that. What I actually said was, no, 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 no. Well, I shook at even the thought of doing such things combined with looking out the window of a car on the middle of a bridge. He immediately gets all sad and disappointed. Is like, oh, babe, come on. You don't want to do this. I totally thought this is something you want to do. You talk about it all the time. I never did, actually. But he seemed so disappointed. Why was I like this back then? And I saw a little slit of paper on the dash with the directions to the place and also his receipt for bungee jumping. And I saw that it cost him 300 bucks. So out of guilt, I got out of the car. I reluctantly walked over to the bungee guy who's happily chatting with my boyfriend. I'm silent, weak smiles as he explains how this is all gonna go down. I'm actually shaking and wiping away tears by the time they get me all rigged up and connected to the apparatus and whatever. It looked safe. The guy had this long checklist of things he checked off before he had me step up to the edge. He wasn't the problem. It was my boyfriend. It took all the courage I could muster to step up to the edge, and then I had to pull from way deep inside to step back. I tried to step back. I turned around and tried to get off the railing. That's when my boyfriend said, oh, for Christ's sakes, and pushed me. Yeah, he just pushed me into the bungee jump that I didn't want to do in the first place. The last thing I heard was, Dude, not cool, fading out, said by the instructor as I plummeted what felt like 10 miles below. Nothing technically went wrong on the bungee jump other than how it was a bungee jump and I didn't want to do it. I snapped back as I should have and dangled there. My heart raced, death skirting activity accomplished. I did it. It felt good to be alive at the end of it, but I absolutely hated it. I was so angry when I got back up. My boyfriend acted like everything was cool and he was so excited asking me, damn girl, how was it? I said nothing as I got out of the suit and the rigging. Then I asked him for the keys and I drove off, leaving him there on the bridge with that damn bungee jump instructor. I assumed that guy gave him a lift back to civilization. I skipped Coachella, went home, packed up my stuff and moved out. Never saw the boyfriend again. Thanks, Michaela. Glad you could bounce back. Well, now then, Let's all take a deep breath and chill out for a second. And if everybody is safely back on the ground, let's move to Andy's travel tips. Travel tip number one, don't get your hopes up. Expectation is the thief of joy and building something up in your brain like skydiving over the course of many years is going to lead to disappointment. Just try to go into things with an open mind. Travel tip number two, rules make sense and you should probably follow them. Like, if there are signs and warnings regarding physical limitations, you should probably heed them. And it's okay that you don't do every activity on your trip because of them. Nobody is going to be mad at you. 
Travel tip number three, no surprises on vacation. There's enough left up to chance and that which is totally unexpected on vacation. That's by nature and design. Don't introduce more wild cards into the situation. Your family will love your restraint. Until next time, thanks for listening to Welcome to Paradise It Sucks, and don't forget to write up a review or leave a rating wherever you get your podcasts. In the glamorous and inscrutable world of podcasting, it really does help. While you're doing the internet stuff, you should go ahead and follow me at Let's Not Meet Cast on Instagram for more updates on upcoming episodes, and check out my other shows, Let's Not Meet, a true horror podcast, and Odd Trails at crypticcountypodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. They are very, very good. If you've got the worst vacation experience, we'd love to hear about it. It could form the basis of the next classic episode. Just tell us about it. Please email us at welcome to paradise it sucks at gmail.com. Welcome to Paradise It Sucks is a collaboration between Cloud 10 Media and Cryptic County. The executive producers are Andy Tate and Sim Sarna. The producers and writers are Brian Boone and Devin Ruskin. The audio engineer is Trevin Barty. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.